we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the June 2nd edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. It's good to be back behind my trusty Voice of America microphone after my first visit to Rwanda. I traveled to Rwanda's capital, Kigali, for special VOA coverage of the second season of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL. U.S. Monastir of Tunisia, a finalist in 2021, lifted the trophy in 2022, beating Petro de Luanda of Angola in the final, 83-72. BAL commentator Usher Komogisha was courtside for the title game. Earlier in the tournament, I asked Usher about the league's gender equity initiatives. It's interesting you ask this question because uh, we're just about to watch uh, Liz Mills, who is uh, the first ever woman to coach a team at the BAL. She also was the first woman to coach at uh, the AfroBasket and qualify a team, actually, uh, when she was in charge of Kenya right here uh, last year in the AfroBasket, which is the the tournament for all national teams on the African continent. And um, you have so many women involved. There's referees also, um, you know, officiating at the BAL and uh, so many women who are in charge of so many departments at the BAL. Aisha Job in charge of marketing. You have um, uh, Heidi uh, Naishimia, who's actually Rwandan, in charge of uh, hospitality and travel for the BAL. The commissioner for this tournament is a woman. Joy Olinga from Uganda. So you have so many other women uh, who are in charge of so many other, you know, events. Uh, you have Audrey and, and just excited to have that. But also there's BAL for her, which is an initiative where it's a mentorship program where women, uh, you know, in top positions uh, around the sports ecosystem talk to young girls who are interested in uh, becoming and having a career in sports. That's Basketball Africa League commentator Usher Komogisha. And she spoke with me in Kigali, Rwanda. This is Colonel Sam Amedu, retired, President FIBA Africa Zone 3. You are once more listening to Sunny Side of Sports on the Voice of America. Thank you very much and have a good day. Season 2 of the Basketball Africa League, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with the general manager of 2022 BAL finalist Petro de Luanda, Herman Gildo Mbunga. Overall, it was a great experience. Uh, it was well organized, competitive. The team, the, the competition was great. Really good teams, uh, highly competitive games. Overall, it was a great experience. It was a great experience. For for your team, what lessons what lessons did you learn from the second season of the Basketball Africa League? That we have to get better uh, uh, from from the administrative side to the 
technical side, we all have to get better. We know what we have to do to get to the top. So it's time to, to go to work and prepare. Now, after playing in the second season of the Basketball Africa League, do you think that the league has come to stay and that is good for African basketball? I don't think I don't think it's good. I think it's great for African basketball. Uh, uh, you can see from the first to the second season, there's a lot of improvement, the quality, the com competitiveness, and I believe for next season it's going to be even even better. It's, it's, it's not good. It's great for African basketball to be here. Can you talk about one or two players that uh, you met outside the Petro de Luanda that really, really were exceptional to you during this? Uh, maybe at the playoff. I'm not. Let's talk up. Let's say from the from your conference zone to the playoffs. Were there some outstanding players that you saw and you feel that the future of the game is great for Africa? Uh, I don't like to individualize the players. It's uh, but I think the elevate players. There'll be there'll be something to something to behold the next few years they they seem like they have a lot of potential i think the the that was a great that was great for, on the part of the nba and bal to put the elevate players so can be exposed to high competitive games i think that's what that's what stands stands to the most for me how is your team preparing talking about the angolan league is just uh, ended how did it go for you and uh, did you qualify for next the third edition of the basketball africa league Yes, yes, we will be there next season. We will be there next year. We just, we won the league and we will be there. Wow, and uh, can we say that you started your preparations for the season now? Yeah, but we have to, we just like kind of like in the mood, like balance things out, see where we can improve, make some adjustments. And we're going to start preparing, definitely. We are preparing, but we, we are now in the process just to balance things out to see where we can improve. So maybe the next few weeks, we're going to be like uh, just balancing, trying to make adjustments, and hopefully we can get better next year. Your final thing on the Basketball Africa League, the season that just ended. No, I think uh, my final take is just like, I hope they can keep doing things to improve basketball. Not only basketball league, I think the leagues, the leagues overall in Africa, they need to get better. We need to be more professional because when if we have professional leagues well run, and we're gonna have a better competition, to better be better BL games, better BL competition, better BL teams. I think uh, it starts with us. Uh, the BAL, the NBA, and FIBA they just set up the blueprint. Now it's it's up to us, clubs and federations to really improve the quality of basketball in our countries. That's Herman Gildo Mbunga, the general manager of Petro de Luanda Basketball Club. Petro lost to U.S. Monastir of Tunisia 83-72 to in the final of this year's Men's Basketball Africa League Tournament. And Mbunga spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Luanda, Angola. Sporty greetings. This is Sylvia Kamau, coach of Equity Hawks ladies basketball team in Kenya, defending champions of the Kenyan Premier League. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. 
like to stay on top of new music trends, breakout artists, new releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Thanks, Heather. The Basketball Africa League is a partnership between the International Basketball Federation, FIBA, and the National Basketball Association, the NBA. The NBA Finals tip off later Thursday night in San Francisco, California, where the Golden State Warriors will host the Boston Celtics in Game 1 of the Best of Seven Championship Series. Both teams know what it takes to win the NBA title. The Warriors have won six NBA championships with their most recent in 2018. The Celtics, meanwhile, are bidding for a record 18th NBA title. The Celtics are currently tied with the Los Angeles Lakers with 17 NBA trophies each. Boston's last NBA championship was in 2008. In the Eastern Conference Finals, the Celtics defeated the Miami Heat four games to three. And in the Western Conference Finals, the Warriors eliminated the Dallas Mavericks four games to one. I'm VOA's Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. And to all our VOA listeners, please note, we've moved our programs to voaafrica.com. There you will find your favorite TV and radio programs, including the sunny side of sports and a whole lot more. Find us on voaafrica.com. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry London, a man who's always ready to cross musical borders. I encourage our sunny side of sports listeners to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. Once again, that address, facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Once again, my Twitter handle at VOA Sunny Sports. In African men's football, Angola, Ghana, and Libya posted victories Wednesday in qualifying matches for the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations tournament in Ivory Coast. Playing at home in Luanda, Angola came from behind to beat Central African Republic 2-1, 
former Cameroon striker Samuel Enlend put the CAR in front with a goal in the 32nd minute. Now, Enlend represented the indomitable Lions of Cameroon in five friendly matches in 2016. Earlier this year, he switched nationality to the Central African Republic after gaining citizenship. Mbala Enzola and Gelson Dalla scored second-half goals to give Angola the victory. Playing at home in Benghazi, Libya defeated Botswana 1-0 on a goal in the 54th minute by Salah Al-Tahir. And in Cape Coast, Ghana, the Black Stars of Ghana were also victorious, beating Madagascar 3-0. Joining us now with a post-match report is Kwabena Quicksilver Ofori. Sporty greetings, Kwabena. Sporty greetings, Sonny, and welcome back from Rwanda. Ghana defeated Madagascar by three goals to nil in their Group E Africa Cup of Nations. Afghan Cote d'Ivoire 2023. The match played at the Cape Coast Stadium was goalless in the first half. And after tactical changes in the second half by the Ghanaian coach Otto Ado. Ayam's Amsterdam midfielder, Mohamed Kudus, got the opener in the 53rd minute. Ghana's second goal was scored in the 56th minute by striker Felix Afinajan. And in the 86th minute, Osman Bukhari won solo and dribbled around Madagascar goalkeeper and scored Ghana's third goal. Delighted Ghana's head coach, Otto Ado, in a post-match conference. It's football, but um, that's why I'm happy that the after the first goal, it was a relief of the team, and uh, we continued to play good football and uh, had some yeah, really nice goals. Coach Otto Ado continued with his players' analysis and expressed satisfaction. I think uh, we, we did very good teamwork. If you see the goals, and, but also the defensive line, um, yeah. Maybe Jojo Wolokov was not so good because he had nothing to do. <laughs> so, but, um, but the rest was good. Um, good tackles in the defense. Midfield, Baba was, Idris was taking good positions. We had a lot of overlapping runs at the flanks. Um, with, with Baba Rahman, created a lot of chances. Uh, Odoi, I think he was winning the ball uh, before the goal. So, for me, I, I can't say. Felix Afinajan had a goal, had good runs, really good runs, uh, deep runs. Uh, was holding the ball, was fighting, was good pressing against the ball. The same like Jordan. In the second half, we, we were lacking a bit of, you could see that the, the energy was, was, level was going a bit lower. Um, so we changed, and, uh, but I'm, overall, I'm satisfied. The Black Stars will this Sunday take on Central Africa Republic in their second Group E game at the Batelemi Stadium in Bangui, the capital city. In the other Group E game, Angola defeated Central Africa Republic by two goals to one in Luanda. For the Sunny Sarah Sports, Kwabnofori reporting. Thanks, Kwabena. The Black Stars of Ghana are also using the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying competition to prepare for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar in November. Ghana is one of five African teams that will compete in Qatar, along with Cameroon, Morocco, Tunisia, and reigning African champion Senegal. The Black Stars have been drawn in Group H at the World Cup, along with Portugal, 
Uruguay, and South Korea. For a look at Ghana's World Cup chances, Iron Mike Mbonye spoke with African football analyst Emmanuel Okara. The Black Stars of Ghana are no strangers to the other teams in Group H because they have at one time or another crossed paths in the past, especially the La Celeste of Uruguay at that infamous quarterfinal showdown at the 20 World Cup in South Africa. As for the Portuguese, they locked hands with uh, Ghana in the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, where the Portuguese, under the inspired uh, leadership of Cristiano Ronaldo, defeated uh, the Black Stars two goals to one. One of the goals was an own goal, and the legendary Asamogian of Ghana, who unfortunately will not be around for Ghana this time, scored the only goal in that match. Ghana and South Korea are no strangers to each other, like I said earlier. The last time the two teams met was in June 2014. Ghana won 4-0. But this time around, we have a stronger South Korean team with Young Ming Song of Tottenham Hotspurs of England leading the line, and there will not be a pushover. Do you think Ghana's game against Uruguay will be a repeat of the 2010 World Cup quarterfinals in South Africa? In the 2010 World Cup quarterfinal, Luis Suarez denied Ghana the chance to become the first ever African team to qualify for the semifinals of any World Cup. Diego Forlan's free kick had level scores to cancel Suleimontari's strike until Suarez's inglorious goal line heroics stopped the Ghanaians from taking the lead and maybe eventually winning the match. And uh, unfortunately, the resultant penalty kick ended up with the Ghanaians losing 4-2. And now, 12 years later, the two teams are poised to lock horns with the Black Stars still smarting from Suarez's hand of God shenanigans. What I want to say is that the Ghanaians must not be too consumed about revenge. They should instead allow their football to do the talking from them in the field of play and nothing else. Emma? What's your take or chances of other African teams in their group? The Lions of Senegal will be going to the Qatar 2022 World Cup as African champions, and they will perform well. The team under the tutelage of Aliou Sisse for over five years or thereabouts have grown together, and there is this telepathic understanding among the players, ably captained by Kalidou Koulibaly, and teams that will come across them will find them a tough nut to crack. The indomitable Lions of Cameroon will also do well, especially judging from the reverse fixture in the playoffs where they defeated the Desert Foxes of Algeria in Algiers and in a way proved that the Lions are hungry once more for international limelight. The Atlas Lions of Morocco has a fine crop of players that look poised to emulate the squad that represented Morocco at the 1986 World Cup in Mexico, where the likes of Kairi, goalkeeper Badu Zaki, Abdul Aziz Budabala excelled. The Carthage Eagles of Tunisia will surely give, give a good account of themselves and will want to play well and even surpass the performance of previous squads at the World Cup this time around. We have a potentially great Black Stars team in the making, and they look set to perform well at the upcoming World Cup, especially after they overcame the Super Eagles order in the playoffs at Abuja to qualify for the Qatar edition of the FIFA Coupe du Mondial after missing out from the 2018 World Cup in Russia. That's African football analyst Emmanuel Okara. 
And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Lagos, Nigeria. I'm VOA Sonny Young, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. The U.S. men's national soccer team scored a 3-0 victory over World Cup-bound Morocco Wednesday night in a friendly match played in the U.S. city of Cincinnati, Ohio. It's being described as a convincing win for the USA, its first ever win against the Atlas Lions of Morocco. Brendan Aronson and Tim Wea, the son of Liberia's president, George Wea, put the Americans up 2-0 with goals before the halftime break. And Haji Wright, making his U.S. men's national team debut, converted a second-half penalty kick as the USA extended its home unbeaten streak to 24 consecutive matches. Chelsea's Christian Pulisic was named man of the match. He set up Aronson's opening goal, and in the 64th minute, Pulisic was tripped by Morocco's Ashraf Hakimi near the goal. Pulisic allowed Wright to take the penalty kick, and he placed a low shot to the left side for his first international goal. Final score from Cincinnati, Ohio, the United States 3 Morocco nil in a friendly international match between two World Cup-bound teams. Hello, I'm Carol Castiel, host of Press Conference USA, VOA's newsmaker interview program. Join us each Saturday and Sunday when we talk with authors, analysts, and policymakers who provide fresh insight on topics ranging from U.S. politics and foreign policy to science, culture, and global health. You can listen to Press Conference USA on the radio or online at voanews.com slash PCUSA. While you're visiting our website, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We'd also love to hear from you. Just send an email to PCUSA at voanews.com or connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash voa or on Twitter at voa. That's Press Conference USA every Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. A two-man delegation from FIFA, World Football's governing body, was recently in Uganda to help improve the women's game in the country. Magume Davis Rakawinj filed this report from Kampala, Uganda. Florence Nachwala Chiyinji. Uganda Senior Presidential Advisor on Youth and Children Affairs says she was impressed with the five days of training from FIFA officials. Nachwala, who's also the local FA Third Vice President, says it's particularly important to have women running affairs concerning women's football. It's very clear that we prioritize training of women so that, they, as we say that now it is one, one man, one woman, uh, we, we have the numbers. Because it's not enough to say that from now you'll have women coaches, you'll only have women doctors handling women teams, but you must have the trained people. You must have them available and you must have a pool to, to, to select from or else you'll be discriminating, which is against, against the laws of Uganda. Many women in the sports say women's football in Uganda has always been overlooked and was mostly played for fun until late 1990s and early 2000s. That is when the national team, the Crested Queens, was formed and started participating in regional and international competitions. 
the national team has had some success winning regional tournaments the crested queens this year competes on africa's biggest stage the africa women cup of nations or alcon in morocco natural sense is glad women football is moving forward even getting to this level here is already speed ahead of time because we were st stuck uh, by our cultural norms and beliefs that probably a woman does not does not spread spread out kick something or do ABCD so we are even fighting that backlash of people thinking that no 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 you can't go the male way so with the, with those factors that probably some countries did not have that but even excelling on the continent I mean it's that background is a plus Sarah Apunyo the CEO of the National Women League side Ola High School Football Club also was at the training session we are looking at sporting, how exactly we are, we as women football are going to improve, are supposed to improve, you know, uh, football regarding licensing. So these categories such as sporting, infrastructure, that we've, we've really learned about is what we are looking at at this moment. It encourages us seeing that not only is FUFA looking at our, you know, developments, FIFA is also putting a hand in it. Bruno Van Helmut. The FIFA Women's Professionalization Manager conducted the training. He says developing clubs will benefit the national team. You need to raise the standards of the game on the pitch and also off the pitch. And you can achieve that by, by implementing a club licensing system. Because club licensing system allows you to improve the different areas within football administration. So I'm talking about finance, I'm talking about sporting, I'm talking about uh, governance in general, personnel, administration. All these things, improving in all these areas, allow you to grow the club. And what does it mean to grow the club? It means it to make, to make the, the, the structure more professional, allowing the club to increase its revenues and basically make sure that, there is, uh, that the players are protected from a regulatory perspective. All these things allow you to develop women's football in Uganda. FIFA officials say they also learned about the challenges facing women's football in the country, such as a lack of infrastructure and equipment. They will report the problems to FIFA headquarters in Zurich. For the sunny side of sports, I am Mugume, Davis Ruakarinjin Kampala, Uganda. Hello listeners, my name is Sheila Omurebuyungo, uh, KCCA Volleyball Club head coach and national team uh, head coach for the Uganda Volleyball Cranes men. Listen to sunny side of sports on Voice of America. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. African beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music. From bobo music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, Afrobeat to Dumbolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC right after the international news. Thanks, David. That's David Vandy, the host of the VOA's African Beat music show. On the African Athletics Beat, Namibia Sprint star Christine Mboma will miss this month's African Championships in Mauritius because of a thigh injury. The 19-year-old Mboma was injured during the women's 100 meters race at the Kip Kano Classic meet in Kenya last month. She pulled up and failed to finish the race. Christine Mboma won a silver medal at 200 meters at last year's Tokyo Olympics. She'll now try to regain her fitness ahead of the world championships, 
which begin July 15th in the northwest U.S. city of Eugene, Oregon. Meanwhile, the African Championships in Athletics are scheduled to begin June 8th in Mauritius. Elsewhere in athletics, Olympic 400 meters hurdles champion and world record holder Sydney McLaughlin of the USA is scheduled to compete in her first one-lap race of the season on Sunday in the southern U.S. city of Nashville, Tennessee. The 22-year-old McLaughlin won the Olympic gold medal last year in a world record time of 51.46 seconds. Finally, some more basketball news. Cameroonian star Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers has undergone surgery on his right thumb. Embiid tore a ligament in his thumb during Philadelphia's first-round playoff series against the Toronto Raptors. Embiid also had surgery on his left index finger. Joel Embiid led the NBA in scoring last season, averaging 30.6 points per game. He also was a finalist for the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award, which went to Denver's Serbian big man, Nikola Jokic, for the second straight year. June 2nd edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sunny Young in Washington. I get it. And that's the sunny side of sports. <laughs> <laughs>